So um, we've got a world championship this year. Uh, obviously, uh, as someone who was at the trials, you could go to the trials anyway, but um, coming in, winning another tournament is part of that process. Talk about how competing this week might uh, give you uh, some things to work with and, and move forward with with the uh, World Team Trials in, in yeah. September. Um, I'm excited. You know, my goal is to be World Olympic Champions. And to get by that, I just have to keep getting better every day. I mean, it felt good. I wrestled nine, nine matches or something this weekend, which is more than I have since my junior year of high school, pretty much, or the beginning of my senior year. So it felt good to be healthy. I feel good. I don't know. Everything since I've got to Iowa, I, I don't know. I just, they take everything like that seriously. I take my rehab really serious. So it was nice to be back out. Need to compete. Need to, yeah, just need to compete. I mean, there's a world championship at this weight, too, coming yes, up. Sir. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big part, but I think I'd already qualified for the trials through U23. Yep, so, yep. but get down, feel the guys, feel the weight cut, and yeah, just it's time to compete again. It was, in fact, time to compete again at the UWW Junior and Senior National Championships that were held this past weekend at Extreme Arena in Coralville. Guys, it was a super busy weekend with basically five different tournaments going on. The main draw was obviously the Junior World Team Trials uh, for both Freestyle and Greco, but we also had the Senior Level Men's Freestyle, Women's Freestyle, and Greco-Roman tournaments going on as well. All of them, five tournaments basically crammed into three days, all under one roof, and that's what we're here to recap today. So, hey. What's up? Hello. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer. Very glad you are here. Welcome to a weekend freestyle where, yes, we're going to recap uh, the Junior World Team Trials, the Senior National Championships. We'll touch on the Iowa results for every tournament. Also got a bunch of interviews for you guys, too. Bef- uh, you know, that's probably why today's show is a little bit longer than maybe normal freestyles are or the recent freestyles have been. But before we get to the action, I wanted to start with a quick thought just about the tournament this weekend. Um, I, two of the tournaments this weekend that I, I guess we should preface that um, because let's be honest, this whole thing was a little weird, right? Um, we'll touch on the seniors a little bit later, back half of the show. Uh, but the main draw this weekend was the UWW Junior World Team Trials, right? And uh, to decide the junior men's freestyle and Greco world teams that are going to compete at Russia in Russia later this summer. That's all fine and great. And there was a couple of unique parts about this particular competition, right? For one, it was a chance for younger college guys to get tons of high-level matches against guys their own age. That was especially, that opportunity was especially big this year because, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic really threw a wrench into the regular college season. So it eliminated like all the open tournaments and the other regular competitions that these guys would have normally competed in. So just the opportunity to compete um, and for guys that went deep into the tournament, lots of matches over the course of a couple of days, pretty big opportunity for them. For two, it's also an opportunity for some of these older high school guys to get their hands on um, those same college guys, right? There's a very stark difference 
difference between really good high school wrestlers and guys who have been working out in a college room for a year or two, right? This tournament kind of gives those high schoolers the opportunity to see where they stack up against some of these guys, right? It's like a it's like a litmus test, um, you know. And I know some of these high schoolers were maybe banking on making a push to make the world team, and a couple of them actually did. Um, so you know, kudos to those guys. None from Iowa though, but that was really you know those two thoughts there. You know, the, the opportunity to compete for some of these younger college guys, and you know, seeing where the high schoolers stack up. That's kind of the lens through which I viewed the junior tournament, right? Obviously, I wanted to see Iowa guys make deep runs and give themselves a chance to make the junior world team. It would have been a tremendous second chapter to Iowa's spring and summer seasons after uh, Southeast Polk's Nate Jessaroga made the cadet freestyle world team, right? Um, did end up happening. Saw a couple of guys make the finals and a bunch of others compete well, produce pretty promising, encouraging results um, that they'll be able to carry with them moving forward into whatever the next competition is for them. That's, I think, where we're going to start here today with the UWW junior world team trials. We're going to do freestyle style first then greco then we're going to hit seniors on the back half of the podcast so yeah junior freestyle um that was really busy guys it was a hectic couple of days um at extreme arena and the field house over there they utilized both spaces um you know six mats out on the floor the main floor in the arena and then they had another what mats seven through 14 so do the math um a lot of other mats um <laughs> going on in the field house so there was a lot of wrestling it was a lot to keep track of um, but when the dust settled sunday afternoon 10 iowa wrestlers ultimately ended up on the podium at their respective weights which i thought was pretty good right um, two ended up making the finals, like I mentioned before. Kay DeVos, who is a Southeast Polk grad, who's now at South Dakota State. And then Zach Glazier, redshirt freshman at the University of Iowa. So DeVos made the finals at 74 kilograms, about 163 pounds. Um, but he lost in the best of three series to Missouri's Keegan O'Toole. O'Toole, he took match one 11 to 1, and then match two 8 to 0. Pretty dominant performance from O'Toole overall. Um, and it's really, I'm never going to get used to seeing DeVos get beat like that. I've seen it a, a, only a few times, really not very much, only a few times since I've been on the beat here. Um, but hey, DeVos. You know, final series notwithstanding, he had a really good day um, or a really good weekend, I suppose. Went five and zero on Saturday to get to the finals, and he outscored his opponents fifty three to two along the way. So um, those two guys, very clearly the best two guys at that weight. Glazier made the finals at ninety two kilos, about two hundred and two pounds, but he also lost best of three finals to Missouri's Rocky Elam. Shout out to the Tigers, man! They put three guys on the junior freestyle world team this weekend. Um, Elam swept Glazier. He won match one 10-0. Got that one done in the first period. And then the second one, it was 3-2. to two. Glazier wrestled a lot better, held position better, um, was able to kind of work a few things offensively. Got in on a couple shots, but Elam was able to convert one of his shots for a takedown that ultimately stood up as the difference in that second match. Um, but before then, Glazier went 3-0 and in the finals, didn't allow a point on his way there. So um, looks pretty solid there. He actually beat a guy who beat um, his teammate, Gabe Christensen, another Southeast Polk guy that got to the quarters at 92 um, so I forgot who that was, but Glazier made quick work of him in the semifinals. Anyway, uh, the guys who did end up making the junior freestyle world team, uh, Richie Figueroa at 57 kilos, Jesse Mendez at 61. Those are your two high schoolers. Uh, Bo Bartlett out of Penn State, he's at 65 kilos. Bryce Andonian, Virginia Tech's at 70 kilos. Uh, O'Toole's at 74. Indiana's Donnell Washington's at 79. Uh, another Missouri Tiger, Colton Hawks at 86. Then Rocky Elam at 92. Braxton Amos at 97. He made both of the uh, junior world teams in freestyle and in Greco. And then Air Force Wyatt, oh, Wyatt Hendrickson, excuse me, 
at heavyweight. That is the Junior Freestyle World Team. That's a pretty tough squad overall, guys. Feel pretty good about them going to Russia for the Junior World Championships. Believe that's in the middle of August. Um, you know, for those that like to follow these types of things, I think you should probably feel good about that team as well. The rest of the other Iowa guys that competed got a ton of matches during the freestyle competition. Um, so let's start with the college guys. Um, and we got to start with Iowa's Colin Schriever. Back and healthy after a couple years of just super tough injuries at the end of his high school career, he returned to compete and he took fourth at 61 kilos, right? He went eight and two over two days, right? So 10 matches in two days. That's a lot of wrestling. Very insane. He dropped an early match and then he wrestled, uh, he, wa- he rattled off seven matches in a row, seven wins in a row in the wrestlebacks in order to get back to the third place match um, along the way. A couple of notable victories for Colin Shriver. Uh, Oklahoma State's Jacason Burks beat him. Uh, Oklahoma State's Reese Whitcraft beat him. Columbia's Mason Clark beat him. Also beat a really tough high schooler along the way. It was honestly just really good to see him compete again. He finished fourth behind uh, Dom Serrano, and then obviously Jesse Mendez ended up winning that weight in the uh, best of three finals, right? Uh, another college guy that stuck out, Jack Thompson, state champ from Union, if you guys remember him, who's also now at South Dakota State. He took fourth at 70 kilos this weekend, guys. He went five and two, made a run to the semifinals, ended up losing to Andonian, who made the team. Uh, but Thompson looked great, man. He uh, he held position really well, um, was able to score some wins over Penn State's Matt Lee, Oklahoma's Cam Piccolo, and Little Rock's Joey Bianchi. So um, promising stuff there out of Jack Thompson. We'll see if he can crack that uh, Jackrabbit lineup next season. Northern Iowa's Evan Yant also finished on the podium at 70 kilograms. He took seventh. He went eight and two, so 10 matches over two days. Um, he actually lost his first round match to Matt Lee. And then he won seven in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the top eight. Guys, I don't care who you are um, or who you wrestle or how you beat them. It takes guts and mental fortitude to win that many Russellbacks matches in a row. And Yant should be very much commended for that. He also he also looked really good. A um, handful of those wins were by technical fall. And he also won a couple more just by mentally gutting out some close wins. So um, good stuff there out of Evan Yant. Finally, Gage Linehan. You guys remember this name? Probably not. But let me remind you, he's a state finalist from Newton. He now wrestles at Central College in Pella. And he took third place at 97 kilos. Only went 3-1 and one the field at 97 in the junior tournament was pretty top heavy um, but Linehan looked pretty good um, in the few matches that he was able to wrestle handful of high schoolers also fared well against the junior competition three Iowa high schoolers actually finished fifth or better at their respective weights. So let's start with Fort Dodge's Drake Ayala, 5-2 and two, and he took fifth at 57 kilos. He was one of the many at this weight that was going to truly contend to make the world team. He reached the semifinals before he lost to Figueroa, um, and then he dropped another match to Minnesota's Matthew Ramos before finishing fifth. He did record wins, though, over Pittsburgh's Colton Camacho, Lehigh Sheldon Seymour, uh, beat Seymour 12-2 to two, um, for fifth place, and then Camacho, he uh, this was in the round of 32. I believe it was just his second match out. Drake was down 7-2 after the first period, then used that elite gas tank to roar back and win 13-7. Really good stuff from him, I thought, this weekend. Um, another Iowa high schooler that showed out, Ankeny's Caleb Rachi, 8-2, so 10 matches again, and he took fourth place at 65 kilograms. He dropped an early match, won five in a row in the Russellbacks to reach the third-place match. Um, Along the way, he beat, he got his hands on a lot of college guys this weekend. So he beat Cal Poly's Adam Jacob, North Carolina State's Ryan Jack. That's a nice win. Campbell's Shannon Hanna. Um, and then he ended up taking a 10-0 loss to uh, Missouri's Josh Edmond in the third-place match. But Rachi, he also beat two Northern Iowa wrestlers along the way. Connor Thorpe, who's part of the 2021 recruiting class, and then Julian Farber, who's currently in um, the, the room there at UNI. He was on the roster. I'm pretty sure he went to the Big 12 championships now that I'm kind of thinking about it out loud. Really good stuff there from Caleb Rachi this weekend. Another Southeast Polk's Tank Runyon or Caleb Runyon in the brackets when you're looking at him. 
two and two, and he took fourth at 97 kilograms. Made the semifinals, bounced back, but ultimately fell to Linehan in the third place match. Runyon was the only Iowa high schooler to earn double All American honors at the UWW Junior competition. Um, he was only one of a handful that wrestled both freestyle and Greco. We'll touch on his Greco results in a minute, but that guys, that's pretty impressive, right? Uh, final high schooler of note here in the junior competition when it comes to Iowa um, is Manny Rojas, Michigan native and uh, Iowa State commit currently. He went 4-2 and two and took fifth place at 79 kilograms. He Along the way, he beat South Dakota State's Cade King, um, ultimately reached the semifinals, but then he took a couple of losses to Lehigh's Jacob Logan. Um, that was 9-6 to six in the semifinals. And then Arizona State's Trent Munoz got him in the Russellbacks 10-0. Um, but, hey, he's, he's pretty tough. Cyclones have a pretty good one there. That was junior freestyle. Um, pretty good results from the podium, guys, despite nobody really making the team, um, which, again, would have been tremendous after Nate Jessaroga made the cadet team. I do have some interviews here for you guys, though, uh, from Caleb Rachi and Colin Shriver. Talk to Rachi about uh, competing down at 65 kilograms, which is about 143 pounds, right? He wrestled 152 during the uh, high school season. Also, just about what he learned from wrestling against college-level guys, uh, you know, big-picture things that he's going to kind of take into the room with him as he continues to wrestle this spring and summer. And then I was able to catch up with Colin Shriver, and and him and I just talked about just him getting to compete again, right, and what training for for him is going to be like moving forward. Now that he's got a bunch of matches under his belt, right? It's been a while since he's been able to compete this much. Um, and it was in a short amount of time, but just, you know, being hampered by injuries through the end of his high school career was really awesome to just to get to see him compete again. So, yeah, interviews with Caleb Rachi, Colin Shriver. We're going to throw those on back-to-back now. I hope you guys enjoy. Ankeny's Caleb Rachi after the Junior Freestyle World Team Trials. Um, skinny Rachi down at 65 yeah. kilos. Um, yeah. How did you assess the weekend, man? This was a lot of wrestling in just a couple days. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of wrestling. Um, you know, it didn't end the way I wanted. Um, but I felt like, you know, feel good wrestling down at 65 and 145. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought I wrestled well. It's probably had more to say. You know, it didn't end like that, but it's whatever. 100%. on. Um, the weight drop, you wrestled 52 all year. I think you even started at 60 yeah, because yeah. of your certification. What, what was it like dropping down to, to 43? It's been a while since you've been yeah, that little. Yeah, it, it has. Um, it wasn't too bad. You know, I've kind of just steadily climbed down from 60 to 52. And after the year, um, you know, I kind of made a plan that 145 was probably my weight. And same with six, 65 kilos. You know, I, I was really looking forward to this tournament. 65 kilos is kind of the weight. So I, you know, immediately went on a diet, you know, started dieting, started getting it down. I was on my way about 52, 53 nowadays, so cut's not too bad. Um, yeah, so I just feel good. I feel like it's my weight moving well, so. 100%. I'm, I'm assuming 45 is then the plan for, for the summer? Yeah, yeah. I guess the rest of the spring and summer. For sure. Um, what was the biggest difference that maybe you felt being down? I know we talked a little bit about speed and just, you know, feeling yeah. a little bit better. What, what was the biggest difference for you? Um... Just, you know, just feeling good. You know, I felt good, felt light, felt quick, um, you know, and I tried to wrestle physical and strong and get positions where I, I was good. And, you know, that last match, I, you know, big, strong guy. I don't need to be going upper body and getting in a muscle match with him right away. So, you know, I'll go back and assess my weekend probably here in 
next couple hours, the next day, so. Yeah, 100%. One of the, and we talked about this too, the unique thing about this tournament is that some of you guys who are who are still in high school or yeah. getting ready to leave high school get to get, to get your hands on some college guys, sure. right? Yeah. What's the, what, I guess in this immediate aftermath, what's maybe the biggest takeaway for you from the weekend and just the experience of getting your hands yeah. on these guys? Um, just, you know, physicality. And, you know, with TJ, I feel like he prepares us really well for um, physical matches, you know? Tough hand fights, tough matches. Just, you know, I feel like that's kind of the big thing. Um, you know, going into folk style, you know, Matt Games probably coming to play, but from this tournament, it's just hand fighting physical. Um, you know, you got to put together six six minutes of wrestling, you know, especially in freestyle. Hundred percent. How is this going to help you through the rest of the, the spring and summer? I know that there's there's what state tournaments next weekend, and then depending on what you guys end up doing, you know, yeah. duels and, and Fargo at the end of the summer, right? Yeah. Um. You know, I don't really know for sure what my full. I'm, I'm wrestling at freestyle state next weekend. Um, but after that, I'm not really sure what my plan is, whether, you know, if I go over to Iowa City soon or um, stay here and train with DJ over the summer. Kind of undecided on what I'm going to do there yet, but, and that decision will probably um, have an effect on what the rest of my summer will look like, so. Hell yeah. What's going to go into that decision to either, you know, go to Iowa City or, or stay in Central um, Iowa or, you know, just getting in there early, like, I had a lot of fun this weekend, um, wrestling with, you know, higher level, it's, it's another level, you know, why, why wait to get to that next level or wrestle with guys every day that are at that next level, you know, if I can, if I have the opportunity to go over there and wrestle over the summer with some of those guys, um, you know, only good things are going to happen there, so, um, but, you know, I stay and work with TJ, man, he's high level, man, so, it's kind of, <laughs> that'll kind of decide what I do. Yeah, for sure. Is that same things that are going to go into maybe duels and, and potentially yeah. Fargo down the line? Yeah, for sure. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, man, that was I, – I thought you looked good this weekend. Yep. I mean, that's, what, 10 matches in two days. That's yeah, a lot of wrestling. That's a lot of wrestling. So. Um, yeah, I, you got anything else for me? Uh, nothing. Not righteous. Colin Shriver just got done with the junior freestyle world team trials, and I think the biggest thing, man, you were healthy. And we got yeah. to see you wrestle. And I know that this tournament was a meat grinder, but like, how did it feel to just be out there and get a ton of matches in these last couple days? I mean, it felt good. I wrestled nine nine matches or something this weekend, which is more than I have since my junior year of high school, pretty much, or the beginning of my senior year. So it felt good to be healthy. I feel good. I don't know. Everything since I've got to Iowa, I, I don't know. I just, they take everything like that seriously. I take my rehab really serious. So. It was nice to be back out. Absolutely. Finished fourth. Um, probably not. I know that's probably not the result you wanted, right? You want to come here and make the team. But, I mean, you were able to string a lot of good things together. You bounced back from that early loss to win, what, eight in a row in the Russellbacks? Like, oh yeah. I, how do you, I mean, how would you assess your performance overall this weekend? Um, the matches I lost and the matches I won, even, there were a lot of adjustments to be made. And, and I, a lot of people... Like, you can probably notice in my matches, some of the matches, the in-match adjustments, like, that I made, I was pretty proud of those, but that's the way I need to wrestle all the time. And then I just can't be, I don't know, like, guys like, last guy can't be going straight on with explosive guys, and I gotta be ready, gotta be ready to go off the whistle. It's just kind of what stung me in both of my losses, so, I mean, it felt good to be out there, but I definitely have more to Definitely, yeah. How can you kind of use this experience as, you know, taking something back into the wrestling room? Now, I've seen you got a lot of things to work, like, work with, right, now that you kind of know where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot to work with. 
my coaches know I trust my coaches more than anything. I got the best coaching staff in the world, so we're going to get everything everything fixed, make the necessary adjustments, and we'll be back on track here soon. Yeah, I know it seems like every time we had talked to you previously, it was always something injury-related maybe, uh, but just being able to get out here and compete and um, you know, you mentioned just being being in Iowa for the last year with Tom and Terry um, and all those guys. How much is, I mean, as a wrestling nut, how, how awesome is that for you to be able to go back into the lab and work with these guys that have been around this game forever, right? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, they know what they're doing. Everyone knows that they know what they're doing. So um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity, and I, I trust them more than anything, and I believe in myself. So good things are going to come. Yeah, I, in, in addition to getting healthy, where do you feel like you've made the biggest growth like in terms of just on the mat wrestling over the last year or so? Um, I would say more just like knowing where I'm good, knowing where I need to be to find success and in the matches that I that I ended up losing or the matches that weren't going my way to start, it's those adjustments that I make to where I need to be. That's kind of what I've learned most about my wrestling is really where, where I, where I want to wrestle and where guys are going to feel me the most, so... Yeah, I one of the you know just talking to a handful of those other Seabolt guys. One of the unique things about this tournament, right, is the mix of high school and college, right? Yeah, and sure. high school kids kind of get to see where they're at, but also like as someone who's been in a college room for a year, how much did that really kind of make a difference out here for you this weekend? Um, I mean, it's huge. I think being in the college room, getting to work with the coaches, getting the freaking best partners in the country to wrestle with, I, I do think it makes a big difference, and it's just going to keep growing my wrestling. So. I mean, for the high school guys, I don't know. They they should be excited, especially like Drake, Ayala, Caleb, Henson, all them guys. They should be excited for for the future. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'm speaking of the future. What's next for you, man? I know that U23s is on the calendar. I don't know if that's on your radar at all, or when you'll be wrestling and competing next. But I, do you have a summer, spring, um, summer plan? I do not really know for sure. I was just mainly focused on this tournament, so I'm not sure what's to come. But I don't know. I guess I'll take that as it goes. Absolutely, man. You got anything else for me? That's it. Go Hawks. So Iowa had a similar showing in the junior Greco World Team trials, um, which was entirely contested on Friday. Um, two guys made the finals, Grandview's Justin McCunn and Loris College's Tyler Hanna. A couple of small colleges showing out there for the state of Iowa. And then a ton of other college guys and high schoolers finished on the podium at their respective weights as well. So, hey, let's start with the finalist. Made sense. Um, why these guys made the finals. If anybody follows Greco-Roman wrestling or small college wrestling, McCunn, he won a junior Greco national title last fall in Nebraska and was one of the many Grandview wrestlers that actually showed out in Greco this past weekend. Hannah at Loris uh, is a past cadet Greco world teamer. He nearly made the junior team this weekend as well. Um, And as, as you can guess just from that comment, neither of them ultimately made the team. Um, but they got to the finals, which, I, you know, hey, still very impressive at a world team trial event, um, and especially at the junior event where you really start to see people in Greco specifically separate themselves, right? Junior, you know, I not not to knock on the guys that make the cadet world team, but, um, you know, when, when you get to the junior level, a lot of these guys are starting to really focus in on Greco, and that's really kind of all these guys do or, or most of what these guys do moving forward. Um, whereas, like, at the cadet level, there's a lot of mix, and, I, you know, Greco's kind of just something that they do because it's also wrestling, right? That's just another part of wrestling that they're able to do. Um, 
So yeah, McCun, he made the finals at 77 kilos, 3-0 and um, to reach the finals with a 9-0 tech and 8-0 tech and then a 12-4 technical fall. Um, he lost in straight matches, though, to Matthew Singleton, 8-6 um, to six and then 9-0. Um, so he lost two matches to none to miss out on the junior world team. Hannah wrestled just twice to make the finals at 87 kilograms, um, 8-0 victory and then an 8-5 victory. Then he lost in the finals. This one went to three matches against Kodiak Stevens, which is, first off, a great name. Second off, he's a very good wrestler. Um, Hannah actually won the first match 10 to two, and he did that in about 90 seconds. Right. Um, so I not going to lie, kind of thinking, Hey, we're going to have a junior Greco world team member that we get to write about this summer. Um, but then Stevens rolled through matches two and three by identical 10 to two scores to make the team. That's always tough getting to a third match and then falling short. Um, but the high schoolers that competed in junior Greco were a lot more intriguing. I thought than the college guys, no offense, right? And so that's where I think we're going to start here in Greco. Iowa City West Hunter Garvin took fourth at 67 kilograms. He won his first three matches to reach the semifinals, bounced back to uh, reach the third place match. He notched wins over North Carolina State's Hunter Lewis, and then he won a wild, exciting, weird 11 to nine match over Cody Chittum and the Russellbacks to end up getting to the third place match. Um, guys, this was all sorts of weird. There were there were caution and twos thrown out late in the match, and uh, Garvin got to an early lead, and then Chittum liter- quite literally hit a fireman's carry. To, to score two points, was able to attack on another gut wrench, and that made it super close there. Um, after the first period, it was just it was really weird. If you have a flow wrestling account, go go find it, go watch it. Um, it's just, it was a bizarre match. Um, it was a, v- a very entertaining match, I'll say that. But it was just it was a very bizarre match. Um, yeah, overall fourth place, good showing from Hunter Garvin. Only wrestled Greco this weekend. I'll tell you why here in just a minute. Other high schoolers, West Delaware's Wyatt Voker, fourth place at 87 kilograms. He won three matches in the Russellbacks after losing in the quarters, um, and he was able to uh, notch wins over Cornell recruit Jack Dara and Osage's Spencer Mooberry along the way. Mooberry ended up taking seventh in the same weight. Um, both of those guys also wrestled freestyle, didn't quite have the same results. Um, so it was really cool to see them do well in Greco. And then we mentioned him earlier, but South. Polk's Tank Runyon, fourth place at 97 kilograms. He also won three matches in the Russellbacks after losing in the first round. So some road warriors here in Wyatt Voker and Caleb Runyon. Um, so excellent response, I thought, from him. Again, double All-American in the UWW Junior World Team Trials. Guys, that's pretty good, pretty solid. Um, absolutely something that Tank should hang his hat on. Elsewhere, Logan Magnolia's Hagen High Stand. He took fifth at 63 kilos. He reached the semis before sliding back to fifth. Um, Gilbert's Fernando Villascusa, uh, fifth place at 82 kilograms. He was in the state semifinals in Class 2A. Actually lost a thriller to Mooberry before rebounding to take third, just in case you guys don't know who that is. Um, it, this past weekend, I guess on on Friday in the Greco tournament specifically, uh, Villascusa, he lost in the first round, won a couple of matches in the Russellbacks to reach the top six. A um, couple other guys that also finished, R.J. Weston, who's a Georgia native and a Northern Iowa signee. He also competed in the Junior Greco tournament, eighth place at 72 kilograms. Um, so, yeah, that was, you know, there was a handful of college guys that did pretty well um, in the Greco competition. And, and <laughs> tell you what, Warburg had four of them, which I thought was really cool to see. Um, you know, three of them, three of the Wartburg's Greco All-Americans were at 77 kilograms. David Papage took fifth. Um, Zach Kazumplik, I'm probably butchering that name. I apologize. He took seventh, and then he actually beat uh, his teammate, Matthew Doyle, for eighth. Um, and then Eli Panel, fourth place at heavyweight in the Greco competition in the juniors. So shout out to the Knights for their performance. Also had Tyler Thurston from Dubuque, eighth place at 97 kilograms. Grandview's Gabe Lewis, seventh at 72 kilograms. And then Northern Iowa, another Panther, Dajan Johnson, sixth place at 77 kilograms. 
Caleb Grams. Lots of small college wrestlers shining in the Junior Greco competition. We love to see that. Um, got an interview here for you guys from Iowa City West Hunter Garvin. We talked about his decision to only wrestle Greco this past weekend, what he learned from the competition on Friday, kind of what he hopes to accomplish this spring and summer, as well as a few other things. Great to catch up with Garvin and hear from him, and I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. So let's go to it now. Well, yeah, Hunter Garvin just got done with UWW Juniors. Greco, only Greco. Why are we just doing Greco? Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm a, I love Greco a lot more than freestyle. And uh, making weight once a lot easier than three times. <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't know, I just feel like I have a passion for Greco. And uh, uh, going to this tournament, it was, it was going to be my main focus. Because I remember last time at UWW Cadets, I tried to do both, and I couldn't make weight for freestyle. And this would have been actually having to go lower than what I came in. And so, and I just love Greco too. Not having to touch the legs is pretty, pretty good. I got you. Well, yeah, you've had some Greco success at Fargo, um, at Akron a couple years back. You're like one of the few guys in this state that like actively pursues Greco opportunities. Is that weird? That almost seems like that's a lot of people wrestle freestyle and grab legs in this state. Why? What, what is it about Greco that um, is intriguing to you or is fun to you? Uh, just being able to throw really. Like I, uh, I, 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 my, my wrestling is kind of based on that anyway. When you get an opportunity where that's all you do, why not take it in? I feel like more Iowa kids are coming to like Greco, especially big game guys, so we're going to be a Greco state. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, at the practice that I came to watch, this was a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, you guys put an emphasis on practicing certain Greco positions. I mean, that's, if nothing else, I feel like practicing Greco, and correct me if I'm wrong, it just gets you, like, more familiar when you hit those positions in, like, freestyle or folk style, right? Like, you just feel there's a level of comfort there. Definitely. It definitely opens up a, it, it's definitely a ammo for your artillery, and uh, it, uh, it turns you into a kid that's backing up in, in folk style and freestyle when you get in a tough position to just being confident. And, and then with folk style and freestyle, you get to use legs, inside trips, you know, different stuff like that. That's basically Greco, just with a little bit of legs. 100%, yeah. Um, fourth place today. Um, not probably what you were hoping to get coming in, but, I mean, how do you feel like you wrestled overall? I mean, you got a lot of matches in today, and I thought you did some pretty good things. I wrestled all right. Definitely not to the best of my ability. Uh, especially not that last match, um, but yeah, it's it's not my best day. But I mean, I'm a I'm proud of a couple of my wins. And all glory to God. Hundred percent. What's uh for you? I guess what's the ultimate takeaway from from a day like today? You get to the semis, you're able to bounce back and wrestle for third. Um, you know, what are things that you're gonna take with you when you go back into the practice room? Definitely technique. I could definitely tell. That I could. Uh, these kids I'm wrestling are like training only Greco and I have been training only Greco and it just and it show it, it could show like I'm not as technical with my wrestling as uh, as these other kids are or these other kids seem to be and I'm I feel like I got beat a lot in certain positions where I should I could be able to uh, get more comfortable and know where I'm at. And so definitely uh, just working on technique and um, get back to the chalk uh, to the chalkboard. Hundred percent. Yeah well and one of the other things you know from especially when it comes to these UWW tournaments when you make the jump from cadet to junior, I mean, it's not just, you know, junior, seniors in high school. I mean, there's some college kids that are in these brackets. And um, I know you're not wrestling freestyle this weekend, but, like, that's – there's a ton of, like, younger college guys that are going to be wrestling this UWW tournament in the junior side. Um, is that – I mean, do, do you feel that at all in the Greco? Did you feel it at all today when you were wrestling? Just, like, there, there's, there is that big of a difference when you make that jump in age level? Um, definitely. I mean, it's there, I guess. I mean, that's, it's nothing, nothing less than what I expect. 
Um, the coach is harping on it, telling us that, you know, it's a, they say that it's a college tournament, we shouldn't even be in here. And if, it, if, if anything, it's just a motivator to, to you know, these, this is a college tournament where high school kids definitely should be here because this is how we get our name out there. This is how uh, we make a statement. Absolutely, yeah. Um, coming into this tournament, had another really good winter season, right? Won another state title. Um, tremendous junior folk style national championships up in Cedar Falls as well. Um, how do you feel like you've been wrestling through, I mean, the end of winter into, you know, this early part of the spring? I know there's still some bigger tournaments like the state tournament next weekend still to come, but um, I mean, do you like the way that you've been wrestling or that the way you've been proved over the last year or so? Yeah, I feel like, oh yeah, 100%, definitely. Uh, I feel a lot better right now compared to last year. And I feel like it just, I hope that I'm gonna feel better next year than I do right now. And, you know, it'll just keep getting better. I don't want to hit my peak. And so I'm, I don't want to hit my peak yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I definitely feel a lot better, you know. Uh, working with a big game is really taking me places. And I feel like it, it'll, it, can, it can help me get, get better and further uh, on this journey as well. Yeah, definitely. I know that there's, you know, with, with the pandemic and everything over the last year, not a lot of people had the same opportunities that, like, you guys at Big Game have had, right, with that with, you know, Carew having his own facility there, so you guys are able to get in and practice maybe a little bit more than some other kids have, but um, what has, you know, Carew and, and all these different training partners that you guys have at Big Game, how much has that really helped you specifically over the last year or so? 100%. Uh, it's helped me a lot, definitely. Uh, the, the unorthodox wrestling that we train, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as one style at our club, and uh, we're, uh, we're, we're uh, we train to be unpredictable, and I'd say most of our guys are pretty unpredictable <laughs> with wrestling. Uh, training is not, not nothing you know, basic then dangerous. It's really hard on that dangerous part. We're, we're comfortable there. We're ready to go whenever it gets there. And, uh, you know, we make something happen. We, we know we, we always pull out of our sleeve. 100%. Uh, what aspect of your game or your style do you feel like you've improved on the most over the last year? Uh, over the last year, definitely, uh, definitely just staying in the match. Like, uh, you know... Uh, being down points or get, not getting the first takedown. Uh, before, I feel like I haven't been able to recover from that as well. But now I feel, you know, it's just it's one of those things. I can always look at look at my coach, look at Dylan in the corner, and just, just take down, you know, and then bounce back, get the match. Yeah, so definitely. Just keep my head in it. It's a, it's a match. Definitely. I think, well, some of that may also come from, like, maturity, right? Just growing older, rustling more matches, high-level matches. Like, you just, you kind of learn simple, small things like that, yeah? Yeah, I'd say uh, maturity's definitely played a big part of it. Um, you know, being able to, to uh, get better without getting frustrated has helped out a lot. And uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm fresh to be one of have done so well in a certain position of practice and training and uh, tournament. I got you. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I think we've seen it in the results when it comes to, you know, like Super 32 and the way you were able to run through the, the high school season in the state tournament again, and then especially up in Cedar Falls a few weeks back. I mean, those are some tough dudes that you beat there. Um, you know, I, how how much of this is really all just kind of a springboard into, you know, this summer? Because as someone who's about to be a senior in high school, who's probably looking at wrestling at the next level, this is a pretty big spring and summer for you. Yeah, have you thought about that at all? Definitely. Uh, <clears throat> after... Uh after state, you know, coach said like state tournaments, it's nothing compared to what you can do in the summer. And um, that's, that's I, I'm excited for uh, state and uh, Fargo, hopefully. And uh, I'm excited to you know, put my name out there even more and um, make 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 statements, and make a name for myself, and just uh, you know, win some titles, win some matches. Absolutely.
Yeah, I think uh, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is I know that um, as a junior, coaches are able to talk to you, right? It's, it's, I know the recruiting thing's been kind of funky, so you maybe haven't been able to see a lot of them face-to-face, but, but who all have you heard from? Uh, not not too many people. Like, I haven't been fo- I haven't really been focused on the recruiting process much because uh, I'm not going to let myself commit or make any uh, fake, fake decisions until uh, senior year so I know where I want to go and so I'm not ending up like one of those kids who commits and decommits. And then, right. So yeah, definitely uh, hasn't been my super biggest focus, but I'm excited for their recruiting process, and uh, I hope uh, hope it all goes well. <laughs> I hope we all. I think we're all hoping the same thing for you, right? Um, I, June one, I think, is when you're officially able to go take visits or able to talk to coaches face to face. Do you do you have anything planned or anything preliminarily in the works, or, or are you just you're gonna wait for that day to come and go? Probably just gonna wait for uh, wait for certain wait for just whatever happens happens and. Uh, no, I don't have anything planned. I don't plan on making anything like super drastic. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, uh, nothing. There's nothing super planned. I got you, hundred percent. Yeah, man. I think honestly that was everything I had for you. You got anything else for me? That's it. <laughs> All good. That was the junior tournament. Honestly, it was a pretty sick, and the action was tremendous. Uh, there was a lot going on, basically, at all times, but it was really fun to watch and follow. The senior tournament is where things got just kind of... I mean, I used the word weird earlier, and here's kind of what I mean by that. Weird because Extreme Arena hosted the Senior Freestyle and Greco National Championships this weekend, one month after the U.S. Olympic Trials in Fort Worth. It was weird because the main draw this weekend was, as we just discussed, the UWW Junior World Team Trials. And it was also weird because the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic forced this kind of weird overload of high-level wrestling events a year after uh, a summer where we got virtually no wrestling event at any level. Um, you know, like I said before, 28 days after uh, we decide our Olympic teams, um, that meant the tournament this weekend, the field wasn't exactly loaded with the nation's most talented senior-level wrestlers. Um, consider the women's freestyle tournament, which was contested entirely on Friday alongside Greco, had just 41 total athletes in it across 10 weights, right? So it's a little weird. Um, the men's freestyle competition, which went all day Saturday, it was started and it finished on Saturday, had the same weird feeling. Um, if you look at some of the results... Like the two finalists at 57 kilograms, for example, um, neither of them were all Americans at the 2021 NCAA championships. I'm pretty sure one of them was a backup. Um, but there was just enough star power to kind of make the day intriguing. And it helped that Iowa senior level wrestlers also did fairly well, right? Like that helped the hometown crowd a little bit get into the action. Um, so let's start there, I guess. Jaden Ironman and Taylor Lujan both won senior men's freestyle national titles. Ironman won at 65 kilos, uh, went 4-0, outscored his opponents 45-21. to In the semifinals is where things got interesting. He beat Luke Pletcher, former Ohio State star. Ironman won that one 9-5, couple of takedowns in the first couple more in the second um, and then in the finals he beat Oklahoma's Dom Demas they've traded matches back and forth um, so Ironman was able to win this one 8-4 to four. Demas actually led 4-0 early 
And then Ironman scored a reversal to make it 4-1 and then went 2-2 two and two out of a leg lace to immediately take a 5-4 lead. Um, scored another takedown in the second period that sealed it. Demas actually beat Pat Lugo, um, member of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. That was in the semifinals before facing Ironman. Lugo bounced back and beat Pletcher for third. So we were on track for an Ironman Lugo final at 65 kilo, uh, but Dom Demas spoiled that party. Um, Lujan won at 79 kilograms. He rolled through his first few matches, um, and then he beat David McFadden from Virginia Tech, or formerly from Virginia Tech. Lujan won that one 11-4. That was in the semifinals. McFadden led 4-3 to three after the first period. Then Lujan scored eight unanswered points in the second to lift him to victory. He was supposed to wrestle Isaiah Martinez in the finals, but Imar medically forfeited, so Lujan ended up taking home first place. Two more Iowa wrestlers also made the finals. Kyvin Gadsden, uh, he made the drop to 92 kilograms for this weekend, and he went 2-1, and one, took second place. Two quick tech falls put him into the finals, and then Nate Jackson, the uh, Princeton assistant coach, beat him 6-1, to one, uh, scored on a couple of really mean double legs in the first, and then he was able to score two more out of a funky scramble in the second period to win that one and then Iowa's own Tony Cassiope he made the finals at heavyweight which in freestyle is 125 kilograms he beat he beat some notable dudes along the way though Beat Derek White, who's a past NCAA finalist from Oklahoma State. Beat Dom Bradley, who's perhaps the most seasoned heavyweight veteran in senior men's freestyle. And then he beat Ty Walls, who bumped up after wrestling at the U.S. Olympic team trials last month at 97 kilograms. So 3-0 and to make the finals. And then Cassiope ran into Nick Gwizdowski. Um, Gwizdowski won that one 12-0. Um, so Gwizdowski took home the heavyweight title. Also took home tournament uh, OW honors because he didn't allow a point all weekend. Um, but still... Pretty pretty solid showing there from Cassiope and Gadsden both. Elsewhere in the men's freestyle competition, the senior men's freestyle competition, I should say, um, Wartburg's Brady Kiner took home third at 57 kilograms, went 3-1, and one, made the semifinals. Drew Foster also took third, but at 86 kilograms, he dropped a tough 6-4 to four result to NC State's Trent Heidley in the semifinals. Heidley then went on to um, wrestle Mark Hall in the finals, and Hall took that one 6-5. That was a barn burner. Uh, Willie Miklas was also back in action. First time since the uh, uh, 2019 U.S. Senior National Championships. Remember when Spencer Lee won down in Texas. That was the last time Willie Miklas had had been competing. Um, but he took fifth at 92 kilos behind Gadsden this weekend. He's a coach at Michigan State now, if you'll remember. And he actually beat Cam Caffey, his athlete, in that fifth place match. It was 15-4, to four, so the teacher bested the student this time around. And then one final interesting note from the senior men's freestyle competition was that Wyatt Henson, an Iowa signee, he wrestled in the senior tournament at 61 kilos and took seventh. Um, big notable victory for him came in the blood round when he beat Northwestern All-American Chris Cannon 11-6. So not bad for a dude who may have contended for a junior world team spot this year. We caught up with Ironman and Lujan afterwards with the help of USA Wrestling. Uh, so we'll lay down those interviews here. Ironman talked about uh, competing in his first tournament since the NCAA Championships, kind of what this means for his upcoming spring and summer. Then Lujan also talked about dropping down to 79 kilograms as well as his play plans for the immediate future as well. Let's go to them now. Thanks, national champion. I know you came here for that goal. Uh, could yep. you talk a little bit about uh, your day yeah. today, uh, how your wrestling went, uh, how you feel about the competition, uh, you know, your, your, your perception of, of today's victory? Yeah, um, I, I wrestled really well. Um, my shape feels better than it was at nationals. You know, that, that loss really drove me. Uh, it took me a little bit to get on the map, a week or so. But once I got over that and let it behind me, it just lit a new fire underneath me. And my performance today was good, but it's nowhere near uh, where I can be. And I started slow in these matches, but as the match pro- 
picked up, I started picking it up and showing my dominance. So um, I just gotta get to that point where I can go for that for six minutes. So um, we've got a world championship this year. Uh, obviously, uh, as someone who's at the trials, you could go to the trials anyway, but um, coming in, winning another tournament is part of that process. Talk about how competing this week might uh, give you uh, some things to work with and, and move forward with with the uh, World Team Trials in, in yeah. September. Um, I'm excited. You know, my goal is to be World Olympic Champions. And to get by that, I just have to keep getting better every day. Um, one thing that's driving me more and more is uh, all my grandfathers. Um, before he died, he passed away. He uh, told, we were in the room and he told the nurse that I'm gonna be a world champion one day. So that drive is really trying to get me out there to fulfill his dream of what he saw in me. And I'm just gonna go out there every day and please them. Kyle, you have a question? What'd you learn from the XCHU? Um, don't, I left it all on the mat, but there's stuff I could have got back, you know. Uh, I could have worked harder. I could have built my pace. Um, during the finals day, I, I should have been working out in the morning, but I didn't. I just relaxed and uh, just little things, you know. Um, it was a good eye opener. I'm happy. I'm not happy it happened, but I'm never uh, regret anything in my career. Um, people always talk about, oh, you went to Iowa, you wanted to win, but you lost. But I wanted to come here and be an Olympic champion. And if that loss kicks me in the butt to make, get me to that goal, I'm okay with it. I've got KJ Pilcher um, on the line. KJ, uh, you're unmuted. Uh, yeah, Jaden, uh, in that match, there were two specific moments where mad awareness really kind of came into play. Uh, when he got the two exposure and then you came out on top and went into two leg lace turns and then another time in the second where it looked like you were getting a push out and then you turned it into a takedown instead. How important was was man awareness in those two uh, sequences? Um, they're really important, you know. Um, you have to go out there and battle hard and uh, uh, I knew if I get on top I can lock up my lace and gut. It's one of the best and we wrestled in 2019 in Raleigh and my lace and guts were there. So I just needed to get on top and get going. And yeah, mat awareness is huge in these matches because, you know, criteria, there's one point, so there's no overtime. So you got to make sure everything's good. Um, Any other questions from the journalists online? Raise your hand if you have one. Um, so Jaden, um, we're in Iowa, man. You 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 can drive home right now, right? Yeah, it was a, it was a long mean, commute. You know, and and I was hearing some of the fans. When you're out there on the mat, can you realize that you're getting the support here from the the people who've been supporting you ever since you came out here to Iowa City? Mm, yeah, this this city and this uh, fan community is just great. They they took me in on day one and welcomed me as their own. Like I've been here from the start and. I'm just blessed. I'm going to go out there and pour my heart out for them because uh, I know they would do the same for me. So I'm going out there battling hard and trying to make them happy, put on a show for them. I got one other question, Joey. You're allowed to speak. Are you there? Un hey, unmute. Congratulations. What an incredible athlete. I've been watching you for years since you were at the Cliff Keen a couple years back when you were at the University of Missouri. I just love your mentality. 
this new mentality that you have is just amazing. Let's talk about some of your opponents that really inspire you in competition that you're looking to take down to get to where you need to be. Um, anybody really, you know, we had that showdown uh, back in November and I wrestled uh, Vladimir King Shigashvili and that was a great opportunity to get that first match against the world and Olympic champion. So, um, I wanted, and then they were like, we're going to have another one. And I was like, get Rashid off. I want to wrestle the best in the world because I feel like my style benefits against uh, foreigners. And uh, I'm just excited to wrestle against everybody. I'm excited for another match with uh, Nick Lee. You know, we were one and one in the season this year. So I feel like we're going to have many more battles coming up. Looking forward to that, Jaden. Thank you so much. Thank you. Any other questions, Kyle? Yeah, go ahead, man. Back for what, six years? Of college? Um, seventh, yeah. Seven uh, years. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, we're still, um, it was like long deciding. Uh, I made the decision right after nationals when I was off that mat. Um, but that was a more of a in the moment, emotions filled in. And then now going over and over and over, we finally made this decision. I need to come back because it, it benefits me. That college season really benefits me in my shape, leaning over to freestyle because I have to be disciplined every single week. I have to go in there and work hard with the college guys. So this folk style season really benefits my freestyle season. And there's gonna be haters talking about how old I am, but I'm just taking advantage of the sport I love. You know, I wanna give it back for so many years. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to do it forever. So why not live and take advantage of every moment I can get? All right, well, hey, listen, I'm, we're going to let you go, man. Thanks for Thank spending you. this amount of time. Thank I haven't you. seen you in a while. It's, yeah, it's been a long it, time. Yeah, no, but uh, heck, you know, you're going to have a busy summer ahead now, yeah. right? Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks a lot, yeah. Jade. Bye. Be good. We're with Taylor Lujan, who just won the national championship, 79 kilo. Uh, congratulations, man. Uh, last time I watched you wrestle, you were at 86. So <laughs> talk a little bit about what it took to get down to this weight and compete at a high level. I just focus on my diet a little bit more and probably portions and not overheating as much as I have had to in the past to be a decent size 86 kilo guy. So probably a little more of a natural weight for me. Um, obviously, you wanted to wrestle Isaiah and he wasn't able to compete. Uh, um, you know, the, that happens sometimes. But overall, what's your day like? I mean, you, you had to fight to get to the finals and are the national champ. Uh, uh, what about the matches you had earlier and, and how you felt you wrestled? And yeah. Do you like this weight class, I guess? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little harder making it than 86, but had a tough match with McFadden in the semis and me and him scrapped against one another quite a few times now, and I'm sure we're going to keep on competing against each other. So those are always barn burners, tough matches, and you got to love them. And the other three before that were techs. So, um, Winning today, you, you get to go to the Pan Am Championships, yeah? Yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, was that one of the reasons you came down, or you just felt that it was time to uh, go to, to... Need to compete. Need to... Yeah, just needed to compete. But, I mean, there's a world championship at this weight, too, coming yes, up. Sir. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a big part, but I think I'd already qualified for the trials through U23, yep, so... Yep. But get down, feel the guys, feel the weight cut, and yeah, just it's time to compete again. So, um, you know, talk a little bit about, I mean, you, 
your school is putting out people at your weight class and in the weight classes around. I mean, we're seeing a lot of good UNI kids and, and not just in the college level. You guys are doing well on the international circuit. Just talk a little bit about the, you know, the training environment there and then the coaches and the teammates that have helped you get to yeah. a point where you're, you know, at, at wrestling at, at an elite level. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't, I can't thank Doug Schwab, Lee Roper, Randy Pugh, and be Rob enough for what they do for all of us. You know, I got great training partners in Drew Foster, Parker Kakaizen, Lance, Runyon. I mean, like, there's so many guys around, people before me, you know, getting wrestled with Bryce Tired every day. Let him just thump on me, you know? Like, if you're wrestling with Bryce, it's, it's not going to be a good day for you usually. So just, I'm a byproduct of the people I'm around and get to be around. I'm so grateful for them. Oh, you got anything? Strange window where. Ah, you know, try not to think about it too much. And for sure, when Nationals came around, it was kind of weird watching guys compete. And But it was awesome to get to see Parker do as well as he did and go to try to get a national title, you know. So seeing a guy like that who's got a fire under his tail right from the get-go, ready to win, like that's awesome. So that fires me up. But I guess I try not to think about it too much because it is in the past and who knows what would have happened, you know, maybe I would have went 0-2, you know, but just lucky I get to still compete and get to do this for a living and get to keep on wrestling. Uh, any of the guys on the line want to ask a question here? Taylor, raise your hand with the uh, raise hand thing. Okay, you got anything else? Yes. <laughs> No, I try not to listen to the crowd. So that, oh yeah, try. I could hear, I could hear Hoshlog today, cursing and hooting and hollering in the in the stands. And I was trying not to. God, he gets me pretty riled up, so I try not to let him get me spiked up too much. That's awesome. Well, congratulations, man. Yes, and uh, thanks. Obviously, we're gonna have a busy summer. Yes, sir. That's right. Absolutely. Congratulations. Great job. Finally, the Senior Greco-Roman Tournament. I won't go too long here because I have a fun interview here for you guys to wrap up today's show. But shout out to a handful of guys that earned uh, top eight finishes in the Senior Greco National Championships like Alex Thompson, Wartburg's Kyle Briggs, Co-College's Caleb Reeves. Uh, Thompson took third at 60 kilos. Briggs took fifth at 82. And then Caleb Reeves took fifth at 130 kilos, which is the heavyweight weight in, uh, in, in Greco-Roman wrestling. But the big thing I wanted to get here was the big news out of Grandview last week, right? Right? And I'm sure you all know by now, Ben Provisor, a two-time Olympian in Greco-Roman wrestling and now a four-time U.S. Senior National Champion, he announced his plans to wrestle at Grandview. That's kind of absurd, right? Uh, Provisor is going to be 31 this June, and he's enjoyed a stellar senior-level Greco career, which includes some Pan American golds, international success, some obvious domestic Greco success, and, oh yeah, those two trips to the Olympic Games in 2012 and 2016. But Provisor also wants to coach, and he needs an education to do so at the highest level. As it happens, NCAA eligibility rules state that if you haven't taken any college classes at any level, your clock, according to them, hasn't officially run. So he still has four years of NAIA eligibility left in him, despite a professional career that began after he graduated high school back in 2009. 
That also happens to be the last time he wrestled folk style with much regularity. He was a three-time state medalist out of Stephen Point, Wisconsin, uh, before embarking on his senior Greco career, which took him out of Wisconsin to the Northeast for training and competitive opportunities. He spent the better part of the last five years wrestling in both Pennsylvania and New York. But now he's here in Iowa to get ready for a collegiate career that will help him stay ready for potential Olympic runs in 2024 and 2028 as well. Along the way, he hopes to fully transition into coaching and begin training college and top-level high school kids in all styles. It's an ambitious goal and one that provides a very unique wrestling story here in a state that loves and craves unique wrestling stories, right? Provisor won this weekend at 82 kilograms, went 3-0, and looked very, very good in the way, along the way. Um, I caught up with him afterwards on Friday to discuss his decision to come to Grandview and what he hopes to accomplish and, and really the impact that I think he could have along the way on the state of Iowa, on Grandview, on NAIA, and really just kind of the sport of wrestling at large. It was a great conversation. I think you guys will enjoy it. So let's go to uh, Ben Provisor now, uh, U.S. Senior Greco National Champion and the latest um, addition to the Grandview Wrestling Program. Well, yeah, Ben Provisor, Senior Greco National Champ. Um, you were cracking the joke earlier. Not bad for an incoming true freshman, right? Yeah, not bad, right? <laughs> it's only my fourth, nat- fourth national U.S. Open title for a true freshman. So, I'll, man, uh, man, just some of the stuff that's been on Instagram and Twitter has been honestly hilarious. And, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of this program and hopefully build it into the future. What's been your favorite joke crack so far about uh, you signing with Grandview? Oh man, there's just been so, I don't know, there's just been so much, there's just been so many jokes, the not bad for a true freshman is a great one, um, I don't know, what was it, I don't even know, oh, I don't think I can say the other one on camera, <laughs> but I mean there's just been so much, uh, people obviously, people really don't like Grandview because they have a reputation for winning, and uh, me obviously joining the team is going to bring a lot of haters, and hey, it's okay, you know, it's awesome, the coaches you know, want that, and you know, I'm just excited to continue this winning tradition that they have. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite ones that I saw was, you know, they lose one year and they go out and add an Olympian to the program. That's it. And there were so many, there were so many out there that were so funny. It was like one of the movies where the kids playing baseball and it's a little card and they give them, they gave them money. It says, I'm two, you know, and it's a freaking 30 year old, you know. So, hey, I'm. it's going to be fun uh, being a part of such a great program. And I'm just excited to you know, keep getting better. Obviously, they're starting to They have Milan here as a Greco coach, and obviously I'm going to continue that. That's where my, you know, that's where my career is, and, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'll be able to get my education and, uh, and then be able to affect, you know, coaching others, you know, with my education. So. 100%. What, what kind of went into this decision to, I mean, you've been doing this Greco thing for, you know, better part of a decade, right? Yep. I mean, you made the 2012 team, made the 2016 team, you are at the trials a few weeks ago. Yeah. What kind of went into the decision to, you know, hey, let's let's go to school and wrestle folk style again? Um, well, so I applied. My girlfriend goes to Embry-Riddle, and they have a wrestling team in uh, Arizona. I actually applied there and got in and then started talking to the started talking to that coach in the NAIA to see if I had eligibility and you know because I've never taken a full-time semester in college and I've never been at a school that has folk style according to the NAIA my clock has never started so um, the decision really is for my future I want to be able to you know help others and help kids in wrestling and I was blessed with with this opportunity as a wrestler and I want to be able to help others in that aspect and give back as much as I can and with my education is you know I need that in order to be a college coach and you know, that's what I'm planning on doing. 
Hundred percent. Yeah. So that, now, why Grandview? I mean, it's easy. You know, they, they, they've won. You know, what nine in a row before this year? Still took second this year in a really heated team race. What, yeah. what was it about Grandview that sold you? Well, I mean, I think it's just the atmosphere, the fit. Obviously, Grant is my. You know, he's one of my Nike reps. Um, great fit there. I've no, I've had a long staying relationship with him, and um, really, I just wanted to see how it would fit. You know, the coaches, the life. You know, I want to. You know, I really adopted. You know, what they say is a championship lifestyle in the last few years. And that's you know what I want to continue to do there, and you know help others do that. And obviously, them having a having a Greco coach there and a, a Serbian, you know, a, a foreign influence in Greco is big. And you know they, you know, we had like four guys here, and we all placed. You know, we did really well. And uh, I think in the next year, those numbers are going to go way up, and we're going to get a lot better. And Greco having me and Milan. Absolutely, yeah. So the when was the last time you wrestled folk style? I know you did freestyle at Pan Am's one year, yep. um, but folk style, how long has it been? It's been since my senior year in high school. That's... I, haven't wrestled, <laughs> I haven't wrestled folk style since 2009. Okay. So uh, it's been 12 years. Is there going to be nerves with that? I mean, just transitioning? I know they're, they're somewhat similar, but still obviously very different with the legs and yeah. everything. Well, honestly, being at Penn State and being at Bucknell, I've wrestled more folk style in the last uh, four years, and I think I've wrestled Greco, and I think my results sort of speak to that. I didn't make a world team, you know, the last last few years, and um, just having consistent Greco partners is, is really important, and, you know, having coaches that understand that. But, um, yeah, the nerve and wrestling, I've, I've learned so much from Penn State and Bucknell that, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go, and I think my knowledge and folk style is much much higher than it's ever been when I was in high school. 100%. Yeah. So I know that you're you're still not ruling out it sounds like runs in in 2024 and 2028 like there's still obviously that Greco Olympic dream there. Yep. Um but I the longer term goal here right is coaching. Um and just you being in Des Moines and you being in that Grandview room. I mean, have you kind of thought about the opportunity you're going to have to make the impact while you're there? Like, have you, I mean, have you thought about that over the next four to six years or so? Um, I guess I haven't thought about it, but there's a lot of people, you know, that have been posting about it that, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm just, a, I'm an instant coach pretty much there. You know, I can, I've seen, you know, the highest level of wrestling for a long time. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully I can do my best in helping, you know, these young men grow. And uh, I'm gonna continue to, you know, continue getting better in my craft as well, you know. I've always thought that coaching and helping others, you know, when I'm able to speak about my wrestling, I, I learn it better. And, you know, I just want to help these kids as much as I possibly can. And, you know, it's it's fun, you know, going to be in a new atmosphere. And, you know, all these young kids are really excited to have me. And, you know, I'm excited to be with them and watch them grow too. 100%. Yeah. And I think just, you know, when we think of Iowa, obviously we think of wrestling, but not maybe the biggest Greco state, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I guess having you in Des Moines, it sounds like there's there's just a lot of extra opportunity here with a guy with your knowledge, with what Grandview's trying to do with Greco-wise. I mean, it seems like this could be really cool for Grandview, but also just for Iowa as well. Like, yeah, honestly, like the whole Midwest, uh, that's where a lot of our really good Greco guys come from. So I think we're really trying to build a, a Midwest base of along with, you know, Zach Dominguez out in, um, you know, Nebraska and, uh, Medlin out in Illinois you know I think we're all trying to work together because I think a lot of us see that Greco in America is very far behind and I think we all need to you know band together as a team to become better in Greco and yeah it's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of people I think to get better in Greco and in just wrestling in general and hopefully I can you know adopt you know help these young kids become become you know 
have that championship lifestyle that Coach Mitchell talks about. 100%. Yeah, I mean, Mayap down south in Kansas City, Legends of Gold's not too far. Uh, obviously, Minnesota, the Storm, they do really well yeah. with Greco. I, this sounds really exciting. Um, in addition to the fact that there's going to be an Olympian wrestling for a college team in Des Moines, that's yeah. just—it sounds like a really cool opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's going to be—it's going to be fun. And I, I think uh, American Greco is needed. You know, we need a—we need a change of pace. And hopefully, you know, the people who are coming together in the Greco minds that are coming together in America in the Midwest are, you know, going to make that change. Hundred percent. Great stuff there from Ben. Um, love chatting with him and, and all the athletes I got to talk to and, and hang out with this weekend. There was a lot of uh, you know wrestlers and coaches and people that I was able to chat with that didn't uh, go in the podcast because I was just kind of you know riffing with them, watching the action. Uh, and so I, I really appreciate their time just hanging out and watching wrestling. Um, so a lot of these events are a lot lower key than maybe they are during the collegiate and regular high school seasons. Um, but it's always fun to just kind of be around um, the wrestling the, the wrestling group, the wrestling family, the wrestling people um, and, and really enjoy some high level wrestling with with fun wrestling minds and um, just enjoying it I mean it's a lot of fun the, the people are really what make this job as much fun as it is and um, you know sometimes we get a few of them on camera for some interviews and we throw them down on the podcast and other times we're just kind of there to riff with them and, and hang out and and talk shop and watch some good wrestling and that's kind of what this weekend was um, for me you know I obviously we wrote some stories and we've got a podcast here and there's a bunch of video interviews um, that I've got on the Des Moines Register website that you guys should absolutely go check out if you have already um but yeah absolutely love just kind of uh you know just hanging out hanging out with it within the wrestling community it's been a lot of fun the last few years and, and this weekend was just a, a very stark reminder of the opportunities that that i get and i'm very fortunate to receive but hey that's all we've got today guys thanks a bunch again for listening be sure to rate and review the show on apple stitcher spotify google iHeartRadio. you know the drill wherever you get your shows throw me some five stars and some kind words in the review section follow your boy on twitter at cody goodwin and be sure to also subscribe to the des moines register to catch all my stories mailbag analysis and videos got a pretty fun event coming up this next weekend at southeast polk the iowa freestyling greco state tournaments um, may not be super loaded um, but there's going to be some really really interesting matchups and it's going to be really fun to kind of see these um, a lot of the in-state guys get back to competing at a high level especially with national tournament bids on the line as well as some other cool opportunities that these guys could do later this spring and summer like national duels and uh, regional competitions and things like that so i don't want you to miss a thing so again be sure to go and subscribe to the Des Moines Register. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past weekend. It was a busy one, guys, in the show notes. That's it for this episode. Thanks a bunch for listening. We will talk again soon.